I'm Jesse Lubinsky, host of the Partial Credit Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, everybody, how is it going? Welcome to a special edition of My EdTech Life. That's right. I know we were on last night. We had a wonderful guest. We had uh, my great, great friend, Brian Carpenter. Tonight, it's Thursday night. I know you're probably like, what, what, what is Fonz doing? Like, what do you mean three shows in one week? You know, sometimes it works out very well and everything lines up. And so I'm really excited about today's show. And the reason I'm excited about this is because I know that many of you in education, whether you you may be paying attention or not, maybe you're hearing the word NFT a lot. You know, you're hearing those initials and saying, like, what is this? Why is Gary Vaynerchuk talking about NFTs? Why is, you know, so many podcasts talking about NFTs? The news is saying that NFTs are selling like crazy and you're thinking to yourself, well, well what's going on there? Well, today I have a special guest, and Josh, uh, Josh and I go back maybe, maybe several years ago, and actually Josh was probably, I think he was my second guest on my very first podcast that I had created called um, yeah. Caffeinated Tech, and this was yeah. years years ago when we were I was into coding, and I got to meet Josh because uh, he was actually one of my teachers, you'd say, about, you know, talking about UX and coding and all that great stuff, very knowledgeable. So, uh, I, you know, here in the Valley in Mission, and now he's up in Kalamazoo, and he's working on some great, great stuff. So I'm actually excited that he uh, found some time out of his schedule to just come on and talk a little bit and share with us what NFTs are and what his project is that he's working on. So, Joshua, thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, it's been a busy day. Um, so yeah, it's the end of the day and I'm glad to be here with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joshua. Well, just, uh, if you can just t- let our audience members just, uh, tell them just a little bit about yourself, maybe your background as far as, you know, like, like we we're talking about programming UX and now what you may be doing. So just give us a little bit of context in that. Yeah, I mean, it's a very media heavy background. Um, I've owned a media company for three years now and uh really just been doing a lot of design a lot of ux um you know be, being in that space um years prior what's kind of brought me into where what i am doing now is i was always a hobbyist in you know making html games and creating uh, games in uh, online forums you know rpg style role-playing games where they were text-based and um, and even before that in high school i was you know creating levels and maps for uh you know 3d games so it's always been an interest of me to dive you know head first and go all in on creating games and um my my love for crypto and my love for creating games kind of met here uh in this last year uh with nfts and now i'm working on an nft based game called tezotopia uh, it's on the Tezos network, uh, Tezos blockchain, 
and it'll be a game that you know you collect nfts but you're also uh, using those nfts to earn resources in the game and you know use those resources to create your own units or use those resources to create your own uh, blocks of land uh, so right now we're on the initial launching phase and it's just getting started and it's going really well and so we're now developing the game launching and uh getting there probably in the next you know four to four to five months or so man that is amazing you know um, definitely you've been very busy like i said from the the very last time that i got to hang out with you and uh taking some of those classes over here in the seat office in mission and um, you know, it's just been great. And I'm glad to see your success and the things that you're doing, obviously now family man, you know, dad also. <laughs> so now you've got this new project going on. So let's just kind of get the conversation started for any sure. of our audience members, uh, listeners, first time listeners that are hearing about NFTs. So let's start off here with just a, a basic question here, you know, what, well, maybe not so basic, but what exactly are <laughs> NFTs or non-fungible tokens? Yeah, there was a there was a tweet I saw, and I thought it was the best description. But I'll do a better description. <laughs> it was a funny description, and they were like, "Well, they, they missed an opportunity of calling NFTs gift certificates because." <laughs> Well, a lot of NFTs are just GIFs, they're just motion graphics, and um, what an NFT is, I think I need to explain what a fungible token, so it's a non-fungible token, um, but what a fungible token is, is something like Bitcoin or Ethereum or any token that can be traded, um, because if, if I have one and, I pass, and you, have, you have one Bitcoin, I have one Bitcoin, uh, it's the same value, right? The thing with a non-fungible token is a token with a unique value. It's a token with a unique, you know, in some cases, unique use cases or unique purposes. So kind of like real estate, you know, maybe one house here in Kalamazoo looks exactly the same like one house in Edinburgh, uh, but they have different values. So essentially it's a, it's a digital certificate that says, you know, Fonz owns it, um, this is his, wallet address his blockchain wallet address this is when he purchased it uh this is how much it was this is the transfer code number uh and this is just the certificate number saying that this is a unique token that fonz owns and guess what there's a piece of art attached to it there's a piece of music attached to it or in the case of tesotopia there's a block of land a virtual block of land that's attached to it so that's in a nutshell what a non-fungible token is it's it's a token that has a unique value and like real estate, like a work of art. Um, and, and that's what it's being used for in, in the digital sense. Now it's being certified digitally. So um, it's taking on a new life of its own in, wow. you know, with blockchain technology. There you go. Well, that's kind of interesting. You know, the first thing I was thinking about when you were saying that, you know, that digital certificate that's tied to it, it's a, you know, obviously, you know, when people or maybe it, it kind of and I'll be honest with you just because this is the way my brain thinks. But it, it reminded me of uh, Pawn Stars where they always ask, well, do you have like a certificate of authentication that comes with this? Like to know that <laughs> yeah. something is legit, to know that something is real. So is that kind of close to that description where you're saying like this is digitally saying that this is that original piece that 
you know, all Fonz owns. And it, like you said, it's attached to this work of art, like it's certified. So. Right. And so, so now it's attached to your, your wallet address. So your, your crypto wallet address, depending on what, you know, network or node that you're using. Um, now your NFT is attached to that. You own it, you know, nobody can deny that you own it. Nobody can say you don't own it. And, and that NFT has an identity uh, based on a certificate that's all on the blockchain. Excellent. So now how exactly does that work in the sense of now you say, okay, I'm the owner, it's attached to my wallet, my address, it says I own it. So am I able now to say, okay, as the owner, later on, if I wanted to sell it or, you know, do whatever with it, I would still be able to to take that because it's an asset of mine. So I, I would still be able to to sell that again, right? Correct. It's not like yeah, I just could... own it. Correct. You can, it's a virtual asset, you know, just like a, a physical asset. Um, so in a sense, you could take it to a virtual marketplace and sell it on the virtual marketplace for, you know, whatever you deem it to be valued at. And if the marketplace buys it at the value that you deemed it, then that's the value of it, right? So um, that's essentially how the market's working right now with NFTs is it's a it's a price exploration, price discovery going on. And uh, you have mentioned offline, you know, how, how Beeple's uh, work of art, uh, the artist Beeple, he, his went up for what, 69 million or something 69 like that? 69 million. And so it's, it's exactly that. And I think because he was a well-known artist, he, he is a well-known artist before NFTs, uh, then he jumped into the NFT game. And so it just, because NFTs are so novel and so new, I think it upped his value uh, and upped the value of his artwork. His artwork was already really valuable, uh, but now it's just, you know, even more valuable because now it's digitally certified. It's on the blockchain. It's verifiable and uh, you can brag about it online virtually and resell it virtually easily. Um, so how does that work? There are several marketplaces out there. And depending on the network that you're on, uh, the most popular network, the one that Gary Vee is on, is Ethereum network. And so you can create your Ethereum wallet. It's not very difficult, but you know it, it is. It, it can be difficult, uh, and you can carry around your NFTs on in your digital wallet, uh, your Ethereum wallet. Um, but there are the other networks. Tezotopia actually is on the Tezos network. Um, it's a smaller, smaller network, but it has a really strong NFT community. And the reason I chose it is because it's, you know, you hear a lot about, you know, blockchain technology being bad for the environment and all that. Uh, Tesla is actually a proof of stake, uh, which it's a cleaner uh, for the environment. And, you know, these are hashtag clean NFTs. So, <laughs> so good for the environment and also, you know, a very, active community in the Tezos community. So that was nice. Well, we've got a question here from my friend, AJ, who's uh welcome AJ. Thank you for joining. He's a, uh, the host of the reflect ed podcast. And I know we were talking a little bit about this, Josh, and, uh, you know, backstage mm -hmm. and, you know, I, you know, trying to see, you know, some implications maybe later on in education. I know right now, AJ is asking what the benefit or downfall of NFTs is in the EDU space. Now, just to kind of tie that in a little bit, I know we were talking about, 
you know, certificates or diplomas and things of that right, sort, right. you know, possibly. Well, it can also go into like your SAT scores. What if, you know, SAT scores are on the blockchain or your, your whole education records on the blockchain and, you know, verifiable that way. Um, um, <laughs> I'm seeing the comments come through. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, no. <laughs> um, so that's, I think that could be one of the benefits is, you know, you're able to verify that through the blockchain, through, you know, a digital certificate and, hey, this is my GPA or, hey, this is, you know, this is what I've, these are the tests that I've done based on my educational wallet. Um, you know, there's, there's the possibility of that. Um, a downfall, you know, I, being an optimist, it's hard to think of downfall. But uh, <laughs> it, the downfall for education in the EDU space, I don't know. Like, um, do you have any ideas what, what might be a, a negative, no, an NFT? I mean, not right now because, I mean, honestly, there hasn't been anything like at least that I have seen anybody talking about this in education other than, like you said, you know, with blockchain, having your scores, getting everything verified. I mean, as it is, you mentioned wallet i mean for for a lot of us that do certifications and do trainings it's like they no longer really send you that piece of paper that pdf or anything it's really just like oh here's your a credible wallet or your um you know that has your certificates your certifications i know for google certified trainers you've got a wallet and it's through a credible it'll tell you you are verified level one level two trainer and so on and then, of course, there's other platforms like you mentioned, you know, with Gary Vee being on Ethereum and then, of course, you being on Tezos. So, I mean, there's other like there's a credible. I believe there is a Badger, you know, and all these other uh, platforms that do the same. So maybe some of the downfall, you know, and in seeing, you know, even with NFTs, is it that there might be too many wallets, you know, right now that people have to sign up for just to yeah. get certain things? Yeah, and I think that's a thing also in crypto is like, I have like maybe four or five crypto wallets and it's like I have to keep track of the different crypto wallets. Um, so it, yeah, I think that's just a, a thing because crypto is so early and, and it's just so new that all those things are going to get kind of sorted out and figured out. Um, the mentality right now is it's cross chain. So like there's Ethereum, there's Tezos, there's, you know, um, Binance smart chain, there's well, Dogecoin now producing maybe a potential, uh, its own decentralized platform. Uh, so there may be, you know, some intermixing intertwining with these, you know, um, cross chain technologies where one wallet might work for all wallets. And, you know, that's, that's probably the the potential future um, because it is so encumbering to keep track of your crypto wallets. And obviously if you're, you're doing certifications and stuff, you want to make sure that it's verified that it's your wallet and all that. And you're not fumbling around to figure out your, your seed phrases or your passcodes for your different wallets. <laughs> and you can't verify that you're actually certified. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, I really like what AJ said here. You know, it says it's more comprehensive digital portfolio. It could be great for students. I mean, you know, easily just uh, 
and no need to focus on transcript requests and things because everything is already sure. verified. Yeah. So it's already going to be on the blockchain. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool, man. Good, good, good eye there, AJ. That's really awesome. So um, let's talk just a little bit more about NFTs and then we'll talk about Tezotopia because I'm really excited about this because to me, this is something unique. I, I, you know, at least from what I've seen, I don't really see too much of what you're doing, you know, being talked about, but I think it's something that's very interesting. But let, let's just talk a little bit here as far as artists and creators, developers, you know, why should they start thinking about NFTs now or maybe in the foreseeable future? What, what's going to be in it for them, whether it's maybe a big corporation? We're doing it now, not in the foreseeable future. Okay, if, you're, doing if, you're, it now. if you're an artist, if you're your creator, if you're somebody that's making things and a creative person, this is, especially right now, like you can, because it's hot, it's new and crypto's, you know, in a good place. This could be life-changing for an artist, right? You know, they can go and quit their job or quit their two jobs or, you know, whatever, and focus on their art because, crypto community knows that a tokenized piece of art is very valuable. And if you're an artist, figure it out, read about it, learn about it and dive in because this is a source of income that is a lot more um, easily attainable than setting up on an art walk and trying to sell your art, you know, in a physical format. Um, because this opens up your audience to the world and right now it's so new and the galleries are so new and it's not oversaturated that you know, your, your opportunities are there. And so people are hungry for it. People are, are looking for it and it's so brand new. All you got to do is just upload your art and I'm sure you have pictures of your art. I'm sure you have copies of your art, you know, digitize them and, uh, you know, get your get your crypto wallet, and you know, pay the fees that you have to pay to get your art up on a on a NFT gallery, and do it. So, I, I say do it now. Like, don't don't hesitate. Don't think about the foreseeable future. Just do it now. Start di start diving in because there really is money to be made for artists, and it is putting a lot of artists that weren't in the spotlight before, uh, right front and center, um, in front of a you know, global community that's, you know, hungry to buy these NFTs and these, these, these works of art that are, you know, rare. And you, know, you never see them if you, if, if they weren't NFTs. Well, let's start going back to NFTs. And, and I really like what you're saying as far as getting out there as an artist, as a creator, because there's so many people that are out there that uh, sometimes are virtually unknown. Nobody gives them the time of day and they're just amazing artists. And now they have, you know, a platform where they can share their art and put it out there for the world. Um, you know, I know, for example, like a lot of uh, uh, music artists too are getting into the world of NFTs. And I even heard like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's mentioning something like also, you know, like a ticket, you know, a ticket to a concert is an mm -hmm. NFT and saying, okay, I'm going to sell so many tickets or the, or so many NFTs. And if you purchase this, you get certain little bonuses like either within the concert right. and so on. And that even later on that virtual or that NFT stub 
still has some value uh, to it. And the artist continuously makes makes a piece or a cut out of you know the sell of the ticket and whatever else is added on there. So uh, can you tell us just a little bit maybe of, of the way that works? Because I know I really did a lousy job at explaining that, but if you kind of <laughs> grasp the concept. Well, well, yeah, you because it's a digital format and because it's traded on a blockchain for currency, you know, you, whether it's cryptocurrency, you know, once that's realized into dollars, it's realized into dollars and there's no one that can take that away from you. So you can set royalty fees on your work of art and you can be your manager, your art manager, your, your music <laughs> manager, all that by setting your royalty fees. And, you know, like my Tesla, you know, top block, I have a 10% royalty. So if somebody resells those, I'm getting 10% off the sale. Um, so, and you set that, you know, and if, you know, you're, you're reselling or your, your products or your, your work of art are popular, you'll find your royalty fees coming in and, you know, your artwork getting traded and upsold, um, in no time, um, because you're allowed to, and you're able to set those royalty fees. So yeah, it, what you were talking about with Gary V, um, the ability to do things with NFTs that you can't do with, you know, physical objects is, is a lot more interesting because of the, this, you know, so NFT opens up one world, right? But because it's in blockchain technology, there's also such things as smart contracts, right? So what he's talking about, you know, is you buy a ticket, but then you're airdropped an NFT or you're airdropped something special later just because you bought that ticket um, is because of a smart contract. So your NFT would be tied to a smart contract that says, oh, look, this wallet owns NFT. They're eligible for um, XYZ, right? They're eligible for uh, more tickets in the future or they're eligible for this, you know, unique uh, concert, you know, maybe the concert was in, um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania or whatever. So they get a unique badge that says like, you were there at this Pittsburgh concert and now it's in your wallet. Now you have this little piece of art um, that's attached to your ticket. So your ticket just gets more valuable or more uh, of a cool experience because it's more than just a ticket. Now it's, you know, a piece of art and now it's got resale value. So that that is amazing that just blows my mind like you said because that's exactly like you're describing it is is just amazing how you can purchase something and tie to that smart contract and then you just continue getting benefits and be possibly even be able to resell because he did mention he goes you know upon you could that that stub you know even though the concert just passed it still has value to it that right. somebody else can sell and then like you mentioned like like you get royalties like for yourself, like, and we'll talk about Tezotopia right now in a little bit, but I just have one final question, like as far as this, and then we can talk a little bit more about Tezotopia sure. and Go the on. work that you're doing. But it's uh, the question is what is and isn't an <laughs> NFT? Now I, I've seen, and the, the, the comment that you made was like uh, being a gift, you know, and, and I have seen that, Billy, you know, a lot of uh, the, the, uh, uh, that I read articles that I've read and everything, they'll show like 
people just, oh, I just created this GIF and I sold it for this much. And I just created this GIF and I sold it this much. But it's not just GIFs, <laughs> obviously. Right. No, yeah, no. It's, um, it's anything, really a whole website can become an NFT if you wanted it to. Uh, anything that is in digital format can become an NFT. Like you can tokenize just about anything. And even physical objects, you know, um, there's a, and I mentioned this prior, but uh, I won't mention the name, but a large retailer, you know, is, is, is experimenting in the NFT space and they're experimenting with the idea of, you know, not only is this going to be a digital format, but hey, there's going to be something you can redeem in person that's going to be a one of a kind, uh, you know, product. So there's that, right? So your NFT can help you redeem a physical product. Uh, you know, there's so much, it's, it's such an open space, you know, to experiment and to kind of, kind of uh, explore because, you know, you really could, you were talking about, you know, someone standing on a block of land and saying, I'm selling this little piece of land for a parcel of land for $5. It's essentially the same thing, right? If you apply, you, you know, your interest of augmented reality and you say, Hey, every five by five block of land, you know, is, is worth X amount. Right. And you create an app for it. And there's the ability to see that that piece of land is, Fonz is the owner and he bought it this time and he bought it for this much and he's reselling it for that much, or it's an estimated value of this much, you know, who's to say that the whole world will not be <laughs> non-fungible tokens in the future, right? Like who, who's to say that, you know, your, your phone, that serial code is going to turn into, you know, an actual NFT code that you can just scan and, you know, verify that you're the owner and, because NFT and the verification process and, you know, it being on the blockchain and it being trackable makes it possible for all of these things to kind of just say, look, like we are, we are owners of this. We are, you know, this, this is at this value and it is degraded as a certain value um, all on the ledger, right? All on the blockchain. And uh, rather than, you know, just throwing up a number and saying, well, now it's only worth $300 or now it's only worth whatever. But, you know, people can bid on it and you can have an easier time of, of selling your products or selling, you know, used things. So really the possibilities of what is an NFT, anything can be an NFT, you know, really anything could be an NFT. The tree outside my window could be an NFT. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. See, and this is great. I mean, these conversations, I mean, I know, I know my, my, my podcast is meaning like education based creators, but I mean, and, and people think creators is okay. Somebody's good digital art and all that stuff. But this, this is actually, you know, you're are a creator. I mean, doing what you're doing. And then of course you've got the artists that do this musicians and so on. But I mean, this really takes that creative aspect to a different level where, you know, there's value in what you're doing or people may see the value or you put it out there and say, hey, this is right. what I think it's worth. And people can say, like you say, you know, the market takes it as is or says, nah, you know, we don't really see it that way. So 
before we again, let me let's go ahead and uh, I want to talk a little bit now about uh, Tezotopia and what you're working sure. on. So I'm going to bring this up here on the screen. So we've got your website here. It's tezotop.io. And so tell us a little bit here about what you are doing with Tezotopia. Sure. So uh, there's elements of decentralized finance. So now we're getting into another level of crypto that's you know a total different level than NFTs. Um, so what Tezotopia is, it's as I've described it from the beginning is, you know, it's yield farming with a computer game built on top of it, right? What's yield farming? So for people that don't know decentralized finance, um, there's certain aspects to cryptocurrency. Um, and right now in the space that's really popular, it's called decentralized finance, DeFi. And what users can do or cryptocurrency holders can do uh, of, of a certain token is they can stake their tokens in the sense of like locking it up and saying that token or the amount of tokens, say I have a million certain tokens, right? Or a million Tezotopia tokens. And I'm going to lock those up. Uh, because I've locked those up, I'm going to get rewarded though. So people in this space right now, uh, you know, are getting, you know, 20% or 30% uh, a year returns on these staking. Uh, so it's kind of changing the game of like, where am I going to put my money? Uh, what Tezotopia is doing is those NFTs, you actually stake those NFTs and earn, you know, resources in the game. So um, there's various resources in the game, such as um, minerals, energy, machinery, and unobtainium, which is going to be the token of Tezotopia. So unobtainium is going to be used for creating more Tezotops. So more different, you know, you can use half a half of one of unobtainium, so 0.5 unobtainium to mint a new block of land in the game. Um, that's the use case for unobtainium and it's very important in crypto to have a use case for your token um and one of the compliments that i've gotten for my nfts is oh your nfts have a use case like they're not just collectibles they're not just pieces of art um they're actually earning the players or the users or the crypto holders something and so that's what's made tezotopia very unique in that we're taking an element of you know decentralized finance but we're also taking an element of nfts and kind of marrying the the two worlds and allowing you know those crypto participants those players to you know earn on uh on holding their their nfts wow so this is this is really neat like and going to to the twitter page uh giftgames.com uh -huh. guys giftgames.com but i mean uh, here i think you Oh yeah, sorry. Gift uh, gift games. Sorry, <laughs> gift games. I apologize. Gift games. Uh, here, like for example, a look at tomorrow's three in the next level land grab. I mean, mm -hmm. this right here that they're showing you. I mean, you're you're obviously you're you're sharing, you're teasing, you're getting the yeah, people yeah. you know hyped up and everything. But tell us a little bit about this, like you know these posts right here, as far as what is available when you put something up there. What does it mean? What is the person? 
getting like I know you mentioned okay they're they're purchasing this piece of land but how does that come into the gameplay and, uh, and yeah, how does that yeah, tie in? Scroll through. Let's see. Maybe you can find a, a post where I I posted the links to the lands. Now there's that one, but go down to the next one. No, go down a little bit more. A little bit more. Uh, okay, go to that one. That says listing in about 50 minutes. So there you you see a listing of block 45. And so the values right now, because it is high demand, uh, the values right now are a little higher. Um, but this certain block says uh, unobtainium two times, minerals five times, right? So those two little icons on the top of the card, on the top left and the top right. Um, so on the top left, that's unobtainium. And then on the top right, that's minerals. And so in the game, it's going to earn you two times the amount of unobtainium that that block produces. And so if you read through the the land guide and on the Tezotopia, I mean, just like a real time strategy game, you know, land resources are produced at a certain rate. And so I think uh, unobtainium is produced at like 0. 0.0005 an hour or something like that. And so because you hold this, it'll be produced two times that. Well, in certain lands, it's produced four times that or five times that or uh, on the Genesis block, it was produced nine times, you know, the original amount. And so it made it, you know, more valuable. Um, so that is what, you know, players are looking at. They're like, oh, this has good resources. Oh, this has, you know, five times, six times, seven times minerals. You know, those are going to be elements you're going to be used in the game. And people are seeing value in that. And so that's kind of what's, what's, you know, dictating the price and the value of these at the moment, because it is a use case NFT rather than just a work of art. Uh, the use case is playing into the value of the NFT and people are reselling them as well. Uh, I, I gave, I did, I had a meme contest or a contest <laughs> to create memes for Tezotopia or the NFT community. And uh, the winner, he won and I, I gave him the, the, NFT this morning and it was valued at um, 500 tezos or no, yeah, 500 tezos, like $300 or $3,000. And um, he resold it. He sold it for, <laughs> he resold it this morning and somebody snatched it up right away, like within 10 minutes, uh, just because he put it back up on the market. So, you know, people are, are like hawks watching when I list. So that's why I'm like, Listing in one hour. And so I've, I've changed to just listing in one. I used to announce like 24 hours before or 12 hours before. Uh, but, you know, like the usual folks were just waiting and they would snatch them up. So now I changed it to just listing one hour before and uh, making it totally spontaneous and helping, you know, kind of diversify the player pool uh, because, you know, things, I want things to kind of be fair in the game. I don't want just a giant group of, you know, one little a niche of players to own all the land. So it's it's been beneficial this way to diversify the player pool. Um, and because they're in such high demand, the prices are staying high. I, I had promised the community that I would lower the prices, but there's no way to justify that right now because they're they're going like crazy. And I 
I can't, <laughs> I can't justify, you know, lowering them down to, you know, $60, like I had said before, but right now they, they got to go for a higher price. Wow. This is amazing. So like, for example, here, of course, talks to you, the creator. So this is what mm -hmm. you mean. Like right now where it says here, DOX or docs, this is the person that currently owns this Correct. card at the moment that you listed. And of course mm -hmm. the symbol for Tezotopia, the Tezo top block. Now this right here, 435 uh, Tez, is that, uh, I guess the, the coin the, or. Yeah. Tezos. Uh, so let me do the math on that. What that is valued at. Um, it usually says the amount there, but because it's not being sold at the moment, mm -hmm. it's not going to, it's not going to list it. So 435, that block is worth $1,635. Wow. Wow. That, that just really kind of blows my mind. And I hope that anybody <laughs> watching or listening or is going to be rewatching this or re-listening, you get to see at what is happening here where you've got some digital, and this isn't digital art, it's it's a digital game, you know, and the, the concept is amazing, you know, decentralized area where you can go ahead and play this game, be strategic, and either you're mining more uh, coin, but also the value of this particular card as well is, you know, blowing up like crazy. Yeah. And then, of course, I see here where yourself as the creator I mean, look at that, 10% of what you just said right now. I mean, it must be nice, you know, just to kind of wake up and all of a sudden passive income in that sense, you just wake up and it's like, boom, direct deposit, direct deposit, direct deposit. I mean, I mean, who, who, who wouldn't like that, you know? Yeah, sure, it's, it's going into the crypto wallet right now. So it's it's not realized well, dollars at the, at the moment. But um, a lot of it is, you know, the promise that I made to the community is half of that is going to go into liquidity amount for unobtainium. So half of what I raise in this round of uh, the pre-sales, and I'm calling it the land grab, and so half of what's raised will go into giving value to unobtainium. Because cryptocurrencies, if they're not backed by actual value, right. actual money, then they're, they're just tokens floating around, meaningless tokens. Uh, so backing it with an actual asset that is worth something um, will make it profitable for players and allow them to exchange these resources and allow them to actually benefit from unobtainium rather than you know, just it being an in-game resource. Wow. I mean, this is great, Joshua. I'm, I'm really uh, thankful and, and just uh, for the information that you're sharing because, I mean, I'm gaining so much knowledge and I hope, like I said, uh, our listeners that are going to be watching and, uh, you know, really get to understand NFTs and the implications and uh, what it has in store for the future. But, I mean, just the value. And like you said, you know, many people that are artists out there that can take their art and digitize it and put it up into this space where people actually find value, see that value, and, you know, you're putting it out there. I mean, it, it just really blew my mind, especially when I, and I started doing more research when I read about Beeple who sold his collection. I think he's been yeah. creating one new thing every day. I think he's on year 15 and he sold his collection, you know, for 69 million. I was like, there's there's definitely something here. Something uh, is mm -hmm. up. And for sure. so I just I just definitely want to thank you for you sharing your knowledge. And of course, uh, you know, your project that you're working on. 
giving us a little better explanation. But now just to kind of end, you know, just kind of an, on a lighter note here, you know, usually these are the, the questions that I ask, um, you know, so all our guests. So pretty much so it'll just kind of be putting you on the spot here. But what is next for Joshua Garza? What what else is up aside from Tezotopia? Any other uh, projects that you're working on? Uh, another crypto project that I'm working on with a, a friend of mine here in Kalamazoo, and that's going to be on the Ethereum network. And so we're launching a, a token called Chips, and it'll be for uh, sports betting. And so sports betting on the blockchain. And yeah, that's the next thing I got I got rolling. Um, a lot of my energy is going into Tesotopia. So what's next for me is more Tesotopia. Um, and it, it, I think these two things are going to really keep me uh, busy and uh, entertained and having fun, you know, creating new things. So uh, two big projects, two crypto projects, really fun stuff. So um, Chips hasn't launched yet. It's, you know, in the early rounds of, you know, getting people interested in it and uh, getting, um, you know, private investors, friends and family at this point to kind of, you know, buy into the idea and buy into the token. Um, but hoping to launch in six months or so, uh, that's when our developer said, you know, that things can be up and running. Um, nice. So that's exciting. And uh, Tezotopia also kind of on the same timeline of the actual game launching and the game game launching in like six months, probably the beta in three or four months. And, you know, those early community members that bought in early, they'll get to play the game, uh, you know, sooner than later. Wow. So that's exciting. That, I, I'm, and I'm really excited for you too, because I mean, like I said, getting to know you and, you know, you know, when you were living here in the RGV and, getting to hang out with you just because I, you know, I visited the seat office several times, but I mean, it, it's really great to see what you're doing and it just really blows my mind. Uh, you know, how forward thinking you are always being ahead, you know, getting into the game quick and uh, being very innovative, which, which really helps because like you said, by, by the time some people kind of start figuring this out, you're going to be, you know, well ahead. And I mean, deep in the game, while others are already starting and so on. So, I mean, I, I wish you the best of luck in, in all your projects and in everything that you're doing. So just the last two questions here. And this next one is, is if you can have a banner, right? I'm actually meant to type in billboard, but if you can have oh, a boy. billboard with anything on it, anything at all, what would it be and why? Oh boy. Um, You just putting you on the spot there, my friend. <laughs> Be fruitful and multiply. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I have no idea. I mean, the selfish part of me wants to say, "Oh, a Tesotopia advertisement," but then the, the more you know philosophical side of me would want to put like a some philosophical saying that could impact somebody's life. Um, yeah, I, I think. I think something to remind people that, you know, don't be afraid to take the risk. You know, it's, it's more of a risk, not taking the risks that you, you, you really feel deep down inside that you want to take. So maybe a message along those lines of like, don't be afraid of taking the risk. 
because it's more of a risk really if you just you, you just let go of your passions and ambitions um to jump all and be all in that's nice. the banner that's a lot it's a wordy banner but <laughs> it's a wordy banner but it's a great message and and honestly oftentimes even you know as educators i mean in the education space in the creator space i mean yeah a lot of people often are scared to take that risk and just dive in because you know whatever reason you know imposter syndrome um things of that sort but i think you're you you fit the nail on the head there you know I, I never saw it that way or heard it that way like you know not taking the risk is actually taking a risk and i was like man that really resonates you know because i, I feel you i get you but yeah man that's really great i think that it's definitely a bigger risk not to take the risk because you know you'll never see what what you could have been and you'll be stuck in in the the lull or the the dullness that you're feeling rather than jumping it all in onto your passion so nice yeah, yeah man and that's awesome and, and that's what i see in you like you're really you know passionate about what you're doing you're obviously you've been very well educated and versed in this and of course the skills skill set that you have is really great for what it is that you're doing and so I'm, I'm really excited and i'm always happy you know when you know somebody that i know is just doing something that is amazing that is you know just being in the forefront of what is happening and being in the mix and i think that that's awesome and that's powerful so thank you so much joshua i really appreciate you being sure. here and you know again i wish you the best and your growing family amazing you know congratulations on that as <laughs> yeah. well uh you know you have thank a really you. lovely family so i'm really excited for you and uh, so thank you my friend i appreciate you and again for all our thank audience you. members watching listening this will be up right now on our website so visit our website at myedtech.life myedtech.life the show will be up right now probably in about 10 15 minutes or so you can re-watch it as well and then of course you know just stay informed stay in the loop you know, you hear this a lot, you know, then it maybe you need to get, you know, out there a little bit more. And like Josh said, maybe take that risk and or if not, just even learn about it, be better educated and you never know what may happen. So thank you guys for checking us out today. We will be back this Saturday. This Saturday, we do have a show 9 a.m. We've got Dr. Matthew. Uh, we've got, excuse me, Dr. Matthew Joseph. We've got him going on. We're going to be talking about the power of connections, talking about I like to call it PLF. People call it PLNs, PLCs, whatever the case is, connection is powerful. So join us this Saturday live at 9 a.m., my friends. But until next time, stay techie.